1: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another world, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellas and girls, I bet every time you see a newspaper
2: headline saying U.S. bombers sink Japanese battleships, you're just as thrilled and as proud as you can be. And when you hear of the exploits of General MacArthur's men, you wish you were old enough to join them and get into the scrap yourself. Well, those of us who are too young or too old to join the armed forces have almost as important a job to do. Our job is to help win this war by providing our armed forces with all the materials they need. Now, how can we do this? simply by turning all our dimes and quarters and 50-cent pieces into war-saving stamps and bonds. You see, it's the money from the war-saving stamps you and I buy that finances this war, that pays for the guns and tanks and planes and ships needed to beat the Axis to save the American way of life. Now, let's look at the American war effort this way. Just imagine a broad funnel leading into a tremendous machine. Picture a broad, rushing river of nickels, dimes, and quarters pouring through this funnel into the puffing, grinding mechanism. And then visualize a steady stream of ships and planes, cannons and rifles, bullets and shells coming out of the other end. Now, doesn't that make buying war-saving stamps exciting? I'm sure it does. So let's pledge right now to drop our dimes into the American war machine regularly. Let's make up our minds for the duration to do without a few of the things they'd normally want so that the money we'd spend for those things can be put into war-saving stamps and bonds. Begin now to tell your mother and dad and all the other members of your family that you'd prefer to have them give you war-saving stamps and bonds for Christmas. Tell them you'd rather do without the toys and things you'd usually want so that America can win the war sooner. And don't forget, every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp because a stamp a day will pave the way to
1: victory. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman, in his disguise as Clark Kent, Lois Lane, girl reporter, Jimmy Olsen, coffee boy, and editor Perry White, have been in the Hudson Bay region of northern Canada, where they've been clearing up the mystery of the headless Indian. Niles Graham, otherwise known as the Laffer, was actually the man responsible for the illusion of the headless Indian. Niles Graham is now dead. In our last episode, we heard how our friends were sitting about a roaring fire in the hunting lodge of Sebastian Beauvais. It was night, and they were discussing the pleasant fact that their troubles were now over, when suddenly, a laugh was heard outside the door. (laughs) Our friends sat bolt upright, their eyes wide with amazement, for it sounded like the laugher himself. Yet the laugher was dead. (laughs) Listen. Great
2: Scott, Graham! None the nom. it is
1: the latter. It is the latter come back from the grave. <laughs> uh,
2: good evening, uh, Miss Lane. Gentlemen, mon Dieu!
0: Clark. It can't be Graham. Very Lord, it hold on a I'm sure it's just another trick.
2: Yes, you're quite right, Mister Kemp. I am not Niles Graham. My name happens to be Benson. However, I am and have been Mister Graham's double. Oh, don't you move for that fire poker, Mr. Bovee. Or I shall be forced to drill you with this automatic. Eh bien. There was no harm in trying. Where did you come from? Well, I've spent most of my time since arriving here several months ago in a room in the attic. After Mr. Niles Graham arrived, though, I... managed to get about a good deal more. Many times when you thought that you were looking at Niles Graham, you were... actually looking at me.
0: Ah, very convenient for Graham. He could be in two places at once.
2: I, uh... I understand that you've got the boys locked up awaiting the arrival of the Mounties. But let me tell you that after I've taken care of you, I'll see the boys for free.
0: After you've taken
1: care of us? Yes. What do you mean?
2: Why, my dear Mr. Kent, uh, you uh, you don't really expect to leave this room alive, do you?
0: But you can't kill us in cold blood. Oh, please. Please don't kill us. I, I, I couldn't bear to die.
2: Okay, now, come, come, Mr. Kent. Take it like a man. Oh, no,
0: please. I I, I can't stand it. I, uh,
2: he's fainted. Look out, Kent. Oh, blast it all. He's thrown his arms around. And uh, this is the chance for which I pranked. Now oh, you stand back, mm-hmm. you out.
0: Oh, good for you, Sebastian. Get his gun. Oh,
2: wait, ma'am, then. I've got it. Oh. Poor Monsieur Kent. He's beginning to revive. Poor
0: Monsieur Kent. Nothing. He's always fainting whenever there's danger. So i got to admit, I suppose, he's saved our lives this time. we
2: It's the truth. Oh. Uh, this fat one has come to life again, too. I think we will tie him up and put him in the room with the others. That's
0: a good idea. Ah.
2: Now, at last, his business
1: is really ended.
2: Now there will be no more trouble.
0: No, indeed. No more troubles. Thanks to Superman.
1: No more troubles, Lois? Well, we'll see. It was not long afterward, when they were all back home in the Metropolis, in fact, it was on the very day that Perry White was to leave the hospital where he had been recovering from the wounds inflicted upon him by the grizzly bear that new troubles began for our friends. Troubles that were to mark the commencement of a mystery so baffling that even Superman himself had difficulty in solving it. It all began when Superman, in his disguise of Clark Kent, went shopping for a present for Perry White along with Lois and Jimmy Olsen. The three were walking along the main shopping street of Metropolis discussing appropriate gift items. What I say
0: is, how can we buy anything from Mr. White when we don't even know what he'd like? We know what he'd like, Jim, but he's got everything he needs. The best I can think of is a box of cigars. It makes me almost sick to think of it, too. It seems to smoke the foulest cigars. You got any ideas, Clark? I oh, can't think of a thing, really. I've been watching these store windows pretty carefully, hoping they'd be able to offer some suggestion, but so far no luck. Oh, by the way, Lois, is everything arranged for the little dinner tonight? Yes, sir. I got the caterer about an hour ago. Dinner for four will be served in Mr. White's penthouse suite at 8 o'clock sharp. Hey, look at that. Hey, look a lot. <laughs> in the window. That's a statue or whatever you call it. That's a plastic cast, Jim. Yes, yeah, a plastic cast of the end of the trail, a famous statue. The end of the trail? Mm-hmm. Quite a well-known piece of sculpture of an Indian on a pony. See how the Indian is plumped over in the saddle, his shoulders bent as if in weariness, his spear held loosely? Whoa. Gee, it seems to me that's just the thing we ought to get from Mr. White. Heavens, Jimmy, why a plastic cast of an Indian of all things? Well, I'm thinking of the headless Indian. Of course, this one has a head, but it sort of suggests the same oh, thing. Oh, I begin to get it, Jim. You mean it would be kind of symbolic to give Mr. White a plastic cast to the end of the trail in memory of the headless Indian we encountered up in Hudson Bay. Yeah, that's right. I thought he'd like to have it to remember our adventure at Bouvaise Lodge. And I also remember Mr. White was looking for an ornament to put on the table in his library. That's a nice thought, yes. Jimmy. But isn't that rather big for a library table? I don't think so, Lois. The chief's table's pretty big anyway. Let's go in and price it. You've got a good idea there, Jim. Gee, thanks. Come on, let's go in. Okay. Uh, we'd, uh, we'd like to buy one of those plastic casts at the end of the trail. Oh, certainly,
2: sir. We've only two left out of ten we got in this morning.
0: My great you're selling them fast.
2: Well, these aren't just ordinary plastic cats, you know. They're made by a small shop downtown from a mental form cast by the great sculptor Nino Benelli.
0: Nino Benelli? Well.
2: Wow. Frankly, I'd suggest you take both of them. They make awfully nice gifts, and Xmas isn't far off, you know. No,
0: oh, no, no, thanks. One is enough. <laughs> now, just a minute. How much are they? A uh, $5.98 with tax, of course. Well, then I'll take the other one. I have a sportsman friend who'd simply adore having something like that in his study. Very well, and I'll
2: have them wrapped separately for you. Uh,
0: we'll want one of them gift wrapped, please. Yes, yeah, make well. it look fancy. It's for a pretty swell guy. Goodness, Jimmy, I didn't know that you and Mr. White were such bosom pals. No, nor did I. <laughs> He's always screaming at you about something, bawling you out, and just about making life miserable for you. Well, that's only in the office. Somehow he's different out of the office. Golly, I'll never forget that day I spent with him in the woods. The day he fought with that bear. My gosh, he, he was such a different sort of a person. He told me all about Daniel Boone and leather stocking, and he smoked a pipe instead of cigars. And when that bear came for us and the rifle was empty, he whipped out a hunting knife and battled with that grizzly like he was Daniel Boone himself. Yes, sir, Mr. White's a terrific guy. Yes, Jim, he really is. But lucky we still got him with us. And he said me, I'll talk. We certainly are. Oh, this is good, isn't it? Oh, well, I've never eaten so much in all my life.
2: That's ah, a wonderful dinner. Wonderful dinner. Well, I must say, you certainly surprised me, all of you. I'm oh, glad you
0: enjoyed it, Chief. I it am staying
2: here. In the first place, I expected this was going to be a pretty dull night for me. First day home from the hospital, no place to go, just sit around by myself. And then you surprised me with this dinner. To say nothing of that uh, plastic hat to the end of the trail. That's one of the finest reproductions I've ever seen. Oh,
0: we're glad to like it. You know,
2: I've been looking for something like that for a long time. Uh, How do you think it looked on the library table inside? Oh, great, Chief. Very
0: becoming. I hope you won't mind, Mr. White. I bought another one for a friend of mine. A Christmas present, you know.
2: Why, no, no, of course not. Oh, uh, Jim, I wonder if you'd get me one of my cigars from that humidor over there. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, What? You uh, say something, Lord? Oh, no,
0: no, nothing. Uh, I
2: thought you said something. Uh, the cigar, Jim, the cigar. Come on, come on. What are you waiting for? Oh,
0: nothing, sir. Only I... Uh, well, well, I filled this pipe for you. I thought you'd like to smoke this after dinner instead of a cigar. No, no. I'd rather have a cigar. I thought while you were smoking the pipe, you could tell us a story about Daniel Boone or Leather. I'd pipe. rather have the cigar. No, no, no Take it easy, Chief. Take it easy. Remember, this is your first day out of the hospital. Here's a cigar, Mr. White. Yes.
2: No, 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 well, uh... <laughs> no, give me the pipe.
0: Sure you don't want the cigar? Give me the pipe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here it
2: is. Oh, you want a story about Daniel Boone or leather stocking, do you? If you have one, sir. Oh, I got thousands of them. Thousands of them. Yeah, wait till I light this pipe. <laughs> yeah. Ah, mighty good. Sweet as that, this pipe. Well, yeah, well, yeah, the smell of that smoke sort of takes me back into the woods on that day you and I hunted together, Jim. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That day, as I recall, I told you about Daniel Boone, the long hunt. Yes, sir. Well, there's quite a different atmosphere between an apartment in Metropolis and the Canadian wilderness, but I'll see what I can do. I'll tell you a story about Daniel Boone. Oh,
0: boy, swell. Well,
2: uh, one time while Daniel Boone was on the long hunt, spending six months in the wilderness with only his gun and knife as companions, he came across a band of hostile Indians. Uh, they saw Daniel before he saw
0: them and. Uh, <sighs> oh, what was that? It came from the library. Come on, we better see what it was. Why, it was something crashing to the floor. There must be someone in there. Oh, but nobody could be in your library. Well, someone
2: might have got into the pirates cape. Hey, come on. Here, here, here we are. Now, on the lights you left there, Kent.
0: Right. <gasps> Golly. The plaster cast of the Indians. Oh, for the love. It shattered into a thousand pieces on the floor. No Look, Lark, that French window leading to the terrace is open. The wind must have knocked it off the table. There isn't any wind. Look at the curtains. They're not even stirring. Now,
2: wait a minute, Kent. No. Wait a minute. That plaster Indian couldn't have fallen off the table. of its own the It
0: didn't. It was smashed. Someone entered this room and deliberately swept that plastic cast off the table. But why, Clark? Why? Yes, why? That's what I'm asking myself. I'm afraid there doesn't seem to be an answer. What
1: answer can there possibly be to this strange incident? Who knocked the statue off the table in Editor White's library, and why? A baffling and chilling mystery is just beginning... So tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Yes, fellows and girls, don't fail to tune in tomorrow for another thrilling episode
2: in The Adventures of Superman. And don't forget what I told you at the beginning of this program about the American war machine. Keep on buying war-saving stamps every day if possible so that your nickels and dimes and quarters will continue to pour into the funnel and come out in the form of guns and tanks and planes and ships. Uncle Sam's soldiers, sailors and Marines need these war materials to win this war and to knock out the Nazis and the Japs. The American armed forces are doing their job and doing it well. Let's do our part just as well. Remember that every stamp you buy helps to keep the boys on our fighting fronts well supplied. So every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. Because... That A. Stamp day will pave the way for victory.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound.
0: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's super
1: the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Lothar and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
2: This is Mutual.